No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Gerald Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Moses divides the land east of the Jordan, commands the eastern tribes and Joshua, and pleads with the Lord to enter the promised land. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. In the book of Revelation, Jesus addresses a letter to the church of Philadelphia in which he tells them that he opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Truly, there is Nothing more frustrating than trying to open a door that God has shut. Sometimes when God shuts a door, we try to convince him that he should open it. But God does not always give us what we want. Now Moses was a man who carried much weight with God. He interceded for the children of Israel on numerous occasions. But there was a door that he asked God to open, and God would not open it. We continue today in Deuteronomy chapter 3, where Moses was reviewing Israel's history with them. Moses describes the land that was given to the two and a half tribes who took their possession on the east side of the Jordan River. We pick it up in Deuteronomy 3.12. And this land, which we possessed at that time from Aurora, which is by the river Arnon, and half the mountains of Gilead and its cities, I gave to the Reubenites and the Gadites. First, Moses describes the land given to the tribes of Reuben and Gad. The river Arnon marked the southern boundary. The Jabbok River was the northern boundary, which included the southern half of the Gilead mountain range. Reuben was in the south and Gad in the north, with the city of Heshbon at the boundary between the two tribes. This was roughly the territory that had belonged to Sihon, the Amorite king. The rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og, I gave to half the tribe of Manasseh. All the region of Argob, with all Bashan, was called the land of the giants. Jair, the son of Manasseh, took all the region of Argob as far as the border of the Geshurites and Maacathites, and called Bashan after his own name, havath Jair, to this day. The half-tribe of Manasseh received the northern half of the mountains of Gilead in the south and Bashan in the north, which was east of the Sea of Kinnereth, later called the Sea of Galilee. This was roughly the area that had belonged to Og, king of the Amorites. Now Og was a giant who lived in a land of giants. And Jair, who was a descendant of Manasseh, conquered the region of Argob and called Bashan after his own name, Havath Jair. Verse 15. Also I gave Gilead to Maker and to the Reubenites and the Gadites. I gave from Gilead as far as the river Arnon, the middle of the river as the border as far as the river Jabbok, the border of the people of Ammon. The plain also with the Jordan as the border from Kinnereth as far as the east side of the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, below the slopes of Pisgah. 
Machir was the son of Manasseh. His descendants received the northern mountains of Gilead with the river Jabbok as their southern boundary. The tribes of Reuben and Gad received the southern half of the Gilead mountains below the Jabbok River, as already mentioned. Their western boundary was the Jordan River from the northeastern shore of the Dead Sea all the way up to the Sea of Galilee, including the fertile Jordan Valley, which they wanted for all their livestock. Verse 18, Then I commanded you at that time, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All you men of valor shall cross over armed before your brethren, the children of Israel. But your wives, your little ones, and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall stay in your cities which I have given you until the Lord has given rest to your brethren as to you, and they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them beyond the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession which I have given you. Now Moses commanded the two and a half tribes living on the east side of the Jordan River to go with the other tribes across the Jordan and make war against the Canaanite nations until these tribes also would receive their inheritance. Then Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh could return to their possession on the east side. With these tribes already settled and their cities built, it would have been easy for them to slack off. So Moses reminded them of their vow. God places a high value on people keeping their word. Why is that? Because God always keeps his word. In Psalm 15, David asked the question, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? And then he answers, He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. We have become a culture that easily makes and breaks promises and then thinks nothing of it. Often, we change our mind as soon as it becomes inconvenient for us, and we don't follow through on what we said. We have lost the true value of commitment. But an honorable person keeps his word even when it hurts. This is a sign of true friendship, but it also is a characteristic of God. In this case, the nine and a half tribes on the west side of the Jordan were counting on the help of their brothers to conquer their enemies. And the eastern tribes could not disappoint them. Verse 21, And I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So will the Lord do to all the kingdoms through which you pass. You must not fear them, for the Lord your God himself fights for you. Moses took advantage of this opportunity to encourage Joshua by pointing to the victory over Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings. The Lord would do the same thing for Joshua on the west side of the Jordan. He would go before them in the battle. In fact, the Lord was the one fighting for them. We will see that Joshua needed much encouragement. When we get into the book of Joshua, we'll see that the Lord tells Joshua more than once to be strong and courageous. Likewise, we need much encouragement. We need to be reminded of the battles the Lord has fought for us in the past and how he has kept us through adversity. 
we need to be reminded that the battle belongs to the Lord and that he is with us and that he is fighting for us. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Therefore, we must not fear the enemy or anything that he throws at us. Fear God, and you won't have to fear anything or anyone else. Verse 23, Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains and Lebanon. Now we come to the greatest tragedy of Moses' life. Earlier in the wilderness, when the people were complaining at Meribah because they didn't have enough water, Moses entreated the Lord, who told him to speak to the rock and the water would come forth. But Moses was angry with the people. So he and Aaron gathered the people, and Moses said, Hear now, you rebels! Must we bring water for you out of this rock? And then he struck the rock twice. Water came out, but then the Lord told Moses, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Now, time had passed. On several occasions, Moses had interceded for the nation of Israel when God was ready to destroy it. Moses reminded God of his great mercy and promises to the patriarchs. And at each time, Moses had succeeded in turning God's wrath away from the people. And now, it was his turn to plea for God's mercy and forgiveness so that perhaps he could go into the promised land after all. For 40 years, this had been Moses' passion and life work to be able to go into the land of milk and honey if only he could cross over with Israel and see this pleasant land. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. So the Lord said to me, Enough of that. Speak no more to me of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes toward the west, the north, the south and the east, behold it with your eyes. For you shall not cross over this Jordan, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. So he stayed in the valley opposite Beth Peor. God was angry with Moses on account of Israel. And he would not answer Moses' prayer in the way that Moses wanted. This was a situation that could not be undone. You know, God is merciful, he is forgiving, he is gracious, but there are certain consequences to our actions that cannot be undone. And this was such a time for Moses. Now Moses said it was on account of Israel. And really, it was an object lesson for Israel on the high cost of disobedience. For here, even Moses, God's servant, 
was not able to go into the promised land because he disobeyed God. And so, as the children of Israel would share with their children about the amazing deliverance, the Exodus, and God raised up Moses as the deliverer. And through many plagues, they were delivered from Egypt and crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. And how God provided for them in the wilderness and brought them to Mount Sinai where they received the law. But then this man Moses, this man who had done so much for the nation, when he disobeyed God, he could not go into the promised land. And it was a solemn lesson to the people that they could not disobey God. This was a door that Moses wanted to be opened that God would not open. May God help us to go through every door that God opens. But when he closes a door to us, may we also accept that as from the hand of the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see that before Israel crosses over into the Promised Land, Moses reminds them to listen to the laws they've received, diligently keep them, and teach them to their children. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.